Papa loves mambo. Mama loves mambo. Hello and welcome to Books the Podcast, the only podcast about books. I am one of your hosts, Tim. I'm t- Tom. And we're booksmen. Mm-hmm. And this week, we're starting a new, a new book. A new book. They've put out another new book. It was looking dicey there for a minute. Yeah, but they put out an eighth book. <laughs> Is that how many books we've done so no, far? No, we've done more than that. Really? I gathered all- I feel all... like we've done like two books. No, I've gathered all my books uh, that I read. Mm-hmm. Tom, we got to do something with these hard copies of these books that we're buying. Yeah, so along the- Yeah, because I've read a lot of these books on ebook just because it's easier- uh, but even in those cases, I've like bought a bunch of books. Yeah. Uh, what what book did I? Oh, um, like the Island of Doctor Moreau. Like the cheapest way to get it, it was like a four pack of like a bunch of uh, in uh, one book. In one book, in one like hardbound book, and it was like, oh, this is like cheaper than just buying Doctor Moreau on itself. And now I've got a really big book to carry around, <laughs> full of other stories. I'm probably not gonna read. I don't like, I've got like a few just like big books and yeah. it, it's unwieldy. Yeah. What I've taken to, because I like, you know what, if you, if you're going to read a book that's like a thousand pages long, mm-hmm. I do want that book on my bookshelf as a trophy. Right. I do want to be like, yeah, I read that whole fucking book. Uh-huh. Um. But sometimes books that big, they're hard to like get them to stay open. Even yeah, I know. What you do is you read one, you read the hard copy in bed. Okay. And then you take. I don't out... like reading in bed. Oh really? No. It's a. Uh, it's a nice way to uh, wind fall asleep. down. Yeah. 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 Uh, here's my bedtime routine, Tom. Okay. Around uh, an hour before I want to go to bed. That's when you rub one out. Yeah. And then I brew some uh, herbal tea. I put nice. We all know what that means. What's that? That's a bong. Oh Her- no! Herbal tea, oh, man. I no, I put a lot of CBD oil in it. Okay. And then I go and I I read, and then eventually I get to the point where uh, I keep dropping the book on myself. <laughs> and I go, ah, I gotta sleep. And then I uh, fall asleep, but then like an hour later, I had to wake up and pee because I drank all that tea before I went to bed. Mm. You drink that much tea, that makes you... You know what? I always have to pee before I go to bed. Like sometimes I... I'll be like, let me have like a quarter of a glass of water just to wet my whistle before I go to sleep. And then two seconds later, I'm like, nah, I got to pee. Yeah. I get nervous about going to sleep. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Tom, I got to tell you, I drink... So much fucking water throughout the day. Yeah. I got to start drinking more water. I don't drink that much water. I drink a dangerous amount of water. Yeah. I'm peeing every 25 minutes. I mean, I've told you about my dilemma at, at work that people overfill the Brita. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's like a sign on it like, oh, make sure you fill it up. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like using some water. I'm like, I'm not going to fill it up because this thing's like you're soaking the filter at this point. Right. And that's no good for it. This is fine, but then I feel like people are looking at me like, wow, look at that guy. He doesn't. Yeah. He's supposed to be a writer. He doesn't even know how to read because it says fill it up. Writers don't read. That's a myth. You don't need to read to write, Mm. but you need to write to read. 
and you have the right to read a book by Papa John. Who he is no longer Papa John. He has had his title relinquished, I believe. I mean, you haven't gotten to that point. Right. Explain everybody the context of, of, of what we're doing. Here. So uh, this past week on Patreon.com slash Complete Guide, I don't know why I'm advertising it to you. You're right. Well, maybe you're- Hey, maybe if each one of you <laughs> told a friend about this. Right, but don't maybe. send them one. If you're if you're a friend and you're listening to this and you didn't pay for it, march yourself to a local police precinct and yeah. turn yourself in. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you're listening to this and you didn't pay for this, fuck you. <laughs> oh well, Tom. What? Stop. <laughs> that's, that's nuts. Oh, brother. <laughs> You'll bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> um. Correct. <laughs> Email me. Remind me to bleep that. Out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we put it up on Patreon. Patreon. Uh, hey, what what book you want? What you want me to read? And I put a bunch of. There's like a whole subgenre of fast food autobiographies. Uh, and I would have been pleased to read any of these. To be honest yeah, with you, autobiographies of the founders of fast food restaurants. Yeah. Um, Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc from Dave McDonald's, Thomas. Dave Thomas from Wendy's, Colonel Sanders. Sanders, but what's his name? Harlan. Harlan. Harlan Sanders. He's not a real colonel either. Did you either. know uh, Dave Thomas was a protege of uh, Colonel Sanders? I, I did know that, yeah. Um, fascinating stuff. Yeah, I've got, there's something about Wendy's in, in, in oh, what I read sorry. that I'll get mm-hmm. to later. Uh, the guy who invented, Bur- or who came up with Burger King, which like, I've never even heard of that guy, yeah. so... He did a good job. I've heard of Burger yeah. King. Yeah, and the guy who uh, came up with Dunkin' Donuts, who I also haven't heard about, but it's like, was it the guy with the mustache that said "Time to make the donuts"? No, that guy was a <laughs> that guy was a hero. That guy's great. I love those commercials. Time, Time to, to make, make the, the donuts. donuts. The idea that uh, our employees are miserable <laughs> and their life is hell. Yeah, because they have to get up so early to, to make, make donuts for fine you. Donuts. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, you yeah, could, you couldn't get donuts. You had to go to a bakery to get yeah. them. There weren't different chains. These so. days, can I tell you something? And that was also when Dunkin' Donuts was actually making their own donuts in store. So they, they, I'm sure they yeah. were better. Yeah, he woke up because it was time to make them. Right, but now it's like time to thaw the donuts. The delivery of frozen <laughs> yeah. donuts. Yeah, uh, I, I regret to inform you, Tom, that mm-hmm. Dunkin' Donuts sucks shit. Oh, I haven't been there in a while because of that. I mean, I've talked about on the on the other show my problems with going there and ordering a coffee and then being like, oh, we don't have coffee. Do you want us to make coffee? I'm like, why don't you have coffee available? Yeah. That's the problem with every Dunkin' Donuts I go into. I think the staff is trying very hard, and mm-hmm. I like them all. I just don't like the... Uh, the product. The no, product I will tell you. Looks and tastes like shit. I will tell you what the problem is. It's that most of these places are franchise mm-hmm. uh, locations, and yeah, it's not the employees' fault. It's that the owners are cutting every possible corner. Yeah. So they're like, you don't don't brew coffee unless somebody that costs us five cents. So don't brew it unless somebody's asking for it, and then they'll have to wait for it. 
and then they'll never come back because they always have to wait for the most basic thing that we sell, which is just regular coffee. And they want to believe that America runs on this? Come on. Well, and I think those franchise owners are probably like, yeah, I don't give a shit about somebody buying a $2 coffee. I want to upsell them on a Kulata or whatever. Mm -hmm. But guess what? I'm never going to buy a Kulata if I'm not in there. I'll buy a friggin' uh the coffee culotta was great. I would like to buy one of off. those strawberry culottas again because I've talked about how. <laughs> and somebody commented, I remember, they were like, the way Tom talked about strawberry culotta is the way like former drug addicts talk about like the drug I'm they were addicted you, I to. I had the coffee culotta. Mm-hmm. And I think about that every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's the way like people that, you know, are like former heroin users are like, no, that was the best feeling I ever had. And I, had I it, think about it all the time, but like I can't go back to yeah, that. I life. had it once three years ago. <laughs> I think I've had it two other times. They took it off, they stopped calling it a culotta and they started, they reintroduced it as a frozen coffee. Right. Come on, we all know. I think I've had it a total of three times, but I swear to you, I think <laughs> about it at least probably like five times a week. It's almost like sugar does something to our brain. Yeah. It makes us addicted to it, but they wouldn't. I'm not they wouldn't about put it in five bar that often. You and are I love thinking about take five bars often. <laughs> in fact, you just have easier access to them. Yeah. Uh, so the the people, as they were, voted for Papa: The Story of Papa John's by John H. Schneider. That's his author name. Schnatter, Schnatter, not Schneider, Schnatter. Uh, who I found out his original last name was Schnatter. Er. Schnatterer? Schnatterer. That's cool. <laughs> I'd respect sh- him more if his name was Schnatterer. But then I guess at some point they shortened it to He's Schnatter. one who schnatters. Yeah, He's I'm the one who schnatters. I'm the, the Schnatterer. This book was surprisingly hard to get, despite the fact that it was published in uh, 2016, so it's less than four years old. Presu- I, I don't know what month it came out, but presumably... the. Uh, Four at most four years. Yeah, old. I don't know if you've kept up with the news. He's been disgraced <laughs> in that time. They probably published the book. They probably stopped printing the book because he said the n word. Uh, no, they other. probably stopped once he said that uh, the NFL protests, like yeah. Colin Kaepernick, uh, Kaepernick was uh, caught was responsible for Papa John sales being down. Yeah, which was like, huh? That doesn't. No, people are. No, no, but the left is the one that uh, that's perpetuating the culture war. <laughs> right. Where it's like... Uh, pi- uh, uh, a multi-millionaire pizza owner is blaming a guy, uh, one guy kneeling during a sporting event right. for when people it's not like, buying his pizza. Th- yeah, and did the majority of your pizza sales happen on Sundays in the fall and winter when people are watching? I mean, I guess a lot do, I mean, but... That's pretty much the only time I've eaten Papa John's in the last... 15 years right but you're not their core customer stoned i feel like their core kid. when i was a stoned college kid i ate it yeah every night of the week i i didn't smoke weed that often in college but you wanted to be in the fbi yeah that was it mm-hmm. uh but i would get drunk and happily eat papa john's look no matter what kind of inebriation you have <laughs> papa john's it was the the ticket if you fuck up your brain mm-hmm. po- like short term uh, Papa John's is going to be the, the, the food. If you fucking up long term, probably if you have like a CTE or something, yeah. probably still go for Papa John's. 
Papa John's for people with <laughs> short or long term brain uh, impairments. So uh, the book was the book was not may I don't know if it was pulled. I couldn't find it in ebook. Okay. Um, and maybe that was they were just like, what's the point? No. Oh, you know what? Actually, uh, and I'll talk about this in in a minute. Uh, it might have to do with the amount of uh, photographs in it. I oh, could yeah. actually see them being like, "Yeah, this is more like a coffee table book. <laughs> We're not going to publish it as an ebook." Um, I bought it in a panic. Uh, they had one on Amazon, so I checked Strand Bookstore uh, in Union Square, uh, the biggest bookstore in New York City. They didn't have it. Check the Barnes and Noble across Union Square, which is I don't know, like four floors. They didn't have it. Uh, I'm surprised that the Strand didn't have it because they have a bunch of used books. Yeah, have, I thought yeah. like, oh, they would. You know, this book came out within the last five years. They would just have it. Yeah, they they got a shipment of it. It didn't sell that many, but they didn't return them, and they've got it. Uh, but they didn't. Uh, B and N didn't have it. So, and when I ordered off Amazon, they had three paperbacks left and one hardcover. Uh, and I was in a panic because I was thinking like, well, all these patrons are are. You know, they're all itching for it, too, because they want to read along. So I got to beat them. Uh, So I got the hardcover. Uh, They did have a decent number of, like, used copies and stuff, but I wanted to make sure I got it in time. Um, So along those lines, the hardcover is gigantic. I can't read it on the subway because it's just, like, an almost full-size picture of Papa John on it. Um, It's It's... It's a hardcover with a dust jacket, though. You could take that off, right? If you take the dust jacket off, the word Papa is emblazoned in gold. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> uh, on the book. Papa. Huge, yeah. I always thought it was Papa John. Papa John. Um, no. We'll get to the origin of the name. But, um, uh, yeah, so I got the book. The book is, like I said, a lot of pictures and all full-color pictures this is like a beautifully printed book, like very nice uh, paper stock. I was looking at it before. It was heavy. Yeah. It's kind of like a big coffee table book. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's got that kind of uh, paper stock. It's, it's uh, nice. Do you think this was just made for distribution to franchise owners and managers? Maybe. Because, like, I do wonder who is the market for this because so what I've read so far is mostly like history. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then looking ahead in the book, like it's a lot about the like business side of Papa John's and like his thinking of like his business philosophy. Yeah. His business philosophy, but it's like hyper specialized, I think to like running a Papa John's, (laughs) Uh, and then later in the book, there's just like profiles of a bunch of Papa John's employees. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's, it's odd because I just did some, some, a little bit of searching mm-hmm. on the internet. There's like very little information about this book anywhere. Yeah. There's like an Amazon page. There's no Wikipedia page on Papa John himself, his Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no mention of this book. Yeah. So it's it's uh 
Yeah, that would. I forget who published it. I think it. You know, it is one of the big publishers. Uh, but that would kind of make sense that it's like, yeah, the like I'm gonna write this book, and then Papa John's Corporation is gonna buy twenty thousand copies for all of our managers. Yeah, and this is gonna benefit me. Like I'm basically gonna make training material that uh, publisher is gonna pay for knowing that there's a guarantee that this company is going to buy right. this many copies. Oh, God. We're getting into these kind of books. Am I going to be reading fucking Don Jr.'s book next month? No. I mean, this is a one-off. <laughs> right, cool. like, yeah, we're going to get back to real books. Just so yeah. you know, enjoy the Papa John's talk. This is a nice uh, respite from, no, uh, and I, I forget, from English class, but we'll be back to that. I forget if I talked about it on the show, but I was at uh, the the main branch of the book. Uh, I talked to you about uh, the main branch of the Brooklyn Public Library recently, and I had never perused the section that's all just like books that are pulled for schools, like school assignment books. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, there's so much, like, just going through those books, I was like, oh, man, there's so many good books that I'm like, oh, yeah, I never read that, and that's a classic, and there were, like, hundreds, and then I was like, nah, let's read one of these. (laughs) I knew that people were going to want Papa John's, but I would have been happy to read any of them. All right, I've I've have you read uh, Grinding it out? No, I have your copy of it, yeah, which I which I do want to read. I would read that anyway, Tom. You should, you should, uh, well, and that's what. I think is like normally the case. And I think that's kind of the, the case with uh, Dave Thomas's book, like that those are like more memoirs of mm-hmm. like my times winding down. I'm looking back on things where like Papa John, <laughs> Papa John's time was winding down. He was unaware he of that. Know it. And also Papa John compared to Dave Thomas and, and certainly Ray Kroc mm-hmm. uh, success early on. Yes. He built it all himself. Uh, yeah, from an early age. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get into it. So the beginning, he, he you know he has acknowledgments I've written down here because uh, I was like this isn't true. He said uh, uh, there are not enough trees in the world to make enough paper to thank everyone from Papa John's for this book. No, no that's not true. Yeah, you can. You can <laughs> they can each have their own. Was it at, mo- at the upper limit? Five thousand people? No, there's five thousand stores. Okay. So, but each store, I would guess, has on average like maybe ten employees. Let's say they have a hundred employees. <laughs> right, you could still very easily. I mean, there are books that are that many pages. There are each phone person books. could get their own page. Yeah. I mean, there are phone books that oh, list yeah, yeah. way more people. Yeah, there's so, a New York so City I- phone book that lists eight million people. The idea that there's not enough trees in the world. No, that's just you know, just say I I don't have space for everybody. Yeah, and you know, I, well, am I gonna put down like a bunch of part timers that probably aren't gonna even be there by the time this book comes out? No, come on. And you know, Papa knows like these illiterate pieces of shit that <laughs> that I have to pay minimum wage. So they have uh, five thousand stores and six hundred thousand pizzas a day. They they make six hundred thousand. Yeah. So it's about like a uh, hundred pizzas a store, a little more than a hundred pizzas a store a day. That's that's look. I couldn't figure out if that's more or less than I was expecting. That's more than I was expecting. Yeah, and 
we shit all over Papa John because he's an absolute piece of human garbage. But it is kind of impressive, the the scale of Papa John's. Oh, absolutely. So that's what, like, reading this book. Where yeah. does John Schnatter currently live? I'm not sure. Indiana? He's, I think Indiana, maybe. Indiana. That's where he's from. Oh. That's I, where the first Papa John's was. I was going to... Uh, predict that he'd die in a boating accident but that's pretty hard to do in indiana (laughs) um i mean i'm sure he's got other houses so this book is i'll tell you what this book kind of sucked me in it's pretty interesting (laughs) a it's pretty interesting this is more than you said for (laughs) any of the classic (laughs) books that you've read on the show this isn't like that trash little women (laughs) this really sucked me in um because it it is interesting to hear about how to build that big of a business mm-hmm. um and like you know scaling something like that but it's also i think unintentionally interesting as like a character study because and i don't think he like intended this but it's like oh i can see what happened to this guy <laughs> Um, and it's like actually like fairly tragic, uh, surprisingly. Uh, and I mean, and he's like pretty up for in, in the acknowledgements. He acknowledges somebody that I assume is the ghost writer mm-hmm. because he said, uh, you, you wink, wink. Next to no, because he said you write the way I speak. Uh, okay. So it's like, oh yeah, this guy talked to him a bunch and yeah. then he wrote the book in, in Papa John's voice. You were just going to call him Papa, weren't you? Yeah. He said that's what everybody calls him. <laughs> All right, let's call him. Right, Dude, don't, don't call feel him weird Papa. about it, yeah. Um, He talks a lot. I'll do it too, if it'll make you feel comfortable. <laughs> I, I want to get into, like, aside from news stories, I don't, I don't want to pass judgment yet. But he talks a lot in the beginning about how uh, uh, a lot of businesses don't benefit society, but Papa John's is different. That Papa John's okay. benefits society hey. and cares about its workers and its workers are family and everything. And, but Not enough to want to, to, to not complain uh, that you had to pay health insurance costs. Well, that's all that I remember along those lines. Well, two things. One, that uh, he complained about Obamacare where he said pizza prices were going to go up a, a nickel or a dime yeah. if he had to provide everybody health insurance. And it's like, oh, that's it? <laughs> Is that raise, all it takes? Raise the prices a dime and hey, say- can you can you raise them 50 cents and like also cover- some of the other uninsured people? Yeah, you could raise them a dollar and just say, hey, prices went up a dollar, and you would make 90 more cents that people would happily pay because yeah. they're like, oh, everybody's getting healthcare. Or by that math, you could just cover everybody in America. <laughs> right. Uh, so that's one knock against them for along the, the idea that they treat their employees like family and it benefits society. The second reason I hesitate to believe that is uh, whenever I've been to a Papa John's, everybody that works there seems miserable. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, unbelievably miserable. You've been here when I've ordered, I've ordered Papa John's pizza to this uh, place twice. Once for us to eat, to to talk about it. And then 
I forget what the other time was. Uh, but both times, the delivery people, the only, I, you know, I, we live in New York City. I order a ton of delivery. Actually, I don't order that much lately. Uh, I've been trying to cook more. But I've hey, li- and we all applaud that. I've lived, I've lived in New York City for a long time now. Ordered a lot of delivery. Papa John's is the only place that will not come to your door. They call you and they're like, "Hey, I'm outside," and you have to get out of your hey, I'm apartment. Stoned and I'm in a car outside. <laughs> yeah, you have to get in your apartment. Go, not even just downstairs to the lobby. You have to go outside to a man's car, or it's like. Like a drug deal. I was gonna say, like the only other times that that happens is when you're doing a drug deal. Otherwise, you don't have to get a phone call or a text from somebody and go in their car. <laughs> you gotta go in the car. You do it for most drug deals, but you don't have to for Papa John's. But you might as well, like yeah. at least warm up a little bit. So that's insane. That doesn't happen with any other type of delivery <laughs> except for drugs. Um. And we're talking soft drugs. We're talking weed. They deliver in we're cars. We're talking cocaine. We're talking. Hair. I don't. You think cocaine? They'll. Yeah, I guess they'll. They'll drive Dude, a car to you. I always imagine like harder drugs. It's more like you have to meet me here. Meet me on a corner. Yeah. Because like they don't want to drive around with that much. Uh, I guess it depends. I don't know how drugs work. I mean, if you're dealing with like a nice high end coke dealer. I'm sure they'll come right into your apartment. A oh, lot of yeah. a lot of weed dealers they'll come in your apartment. Yeah, absolutely. I've never had a weed dealer. I would never want that. <laughs> I would I never want any stranger in my apartment. I would never want to talk to anybody about drugs. Uh John Mullaney has a good bit about that where he's talking about like uh weed dealers coming to your house and he's like the Chinese food delivery guy doesn't come in in your apartment and ask to eat part of your Chinese food and say weird things to your girlfriend that you ignore. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, he says it's a book about business and entrepreneurship. Uh, in 2015, they opened an on-site health clinic called Papa Cares. Wow. I guess on-site at their like the corporate headquarters. <laughs> yeah. I I was unclear about that. And so uh, wait, this is the introduction. Yeah. Okay. So he's just touting. And they have like a timeline. I believe 2015 was also when they became the official pizza of Major League Baseball. Wow. Which I was curious because when I was looking at the copyright page, it was like a, a MLB logo used by permission of. And I was like, why is the MLB logo somewhere in this book? But it was right there. I mean, that's like that's a look. Top-level baseball players are not eating pizza, and they're not eating Papa John's pizza. No. It, it, Maybe Tom, some pitchers are. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, let me let me burst your bubble here. Mm-hmm. Uh, when something's the official blank of something, it's they, they, they've they paid for that. It's not like Papa... The, no, it's WB like, Mason is using... <laughs> it's not like... Major League Baseball took a took a poll of all the players and was like, "What's your favorite?" Pe- Whoa, okay, yeah, well, Papa John's the overwhelming favorite. I guess they're the official one. But who buys something based on the fact that they're the official? This of- a lot of people. Oh, that's dumb as yeah, hell. I know. Or but at I, least marketing I mean, maybe people it's think not that's dumb the as case. hell. Maybe if it's like, look, I like baseball and uh, all this shit tastes the same to me. I'll give you my business yeah. so you keep paying. Because I've heard recently that uh, there's not enough money in baseball. They might 
stop. <laughs> They've been thinking about like, calling it oh, quits. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame, but it makes sense. Uh, all right, so now we're getting into his early life. I forget the name of this chapter. It was like, you know, the beginning or whatever. Uh, he talks about, this is when things get like pretty telling about everything. He says the two biggest influences in his life were his dad and his papa, P A P A W. Papa. Papa. So not papa, papa. 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 Papa was his um uh grandfather on the maternal side. Mm-hmm. So not his dad's dad, his mom's dad. The reason why they were such important influences were was that papa taught him like how to how to be a man, how to run a business, how to be business minded, how to be smart, and his dad taught him uh, uh, about failure because his dad failed over and over again, and taught him how basically like not to be a man. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, this is getting rough. Yeah, this is. Uh, already there there are issues here. <laughs> yeah. Uh he he recounts his dad. So it sounds like his dad his dad reminded How does he feel about his mom? I feel like there's some edible did, shit. He didn't so far he has not mentioned his mom. Oh no, he talked about her a little bit. No, actually I take that pretty. back. No, no, I take it back because he, he did have a lot of nice things to say about his mom at the detriment of his dad. Or yeah. basically was like, look, like yeah, this is if it was Oedipus complex, man. He's like, if it wasn't for my mom holding everything together, we would have all been on the street. His dad reminded me. There's a call back to uh, previous episodes. Remind me a lot of uh, Stanley Yelnap's dad. Just trying to uh, like invent his, a way to dispose of shoes. <laughs> no, his dad just always had like crazy ideas. So he actually says later that he credits his dad a lot for like his entrepreneurial spirit. Uh But he was like, my dad was an entrepreneur, always was starting new businesses, new ideas, but he didn't learn from any of his Mm. failures. So he just kept failing. And then like a little later, it's like, oh, also he had like a drinking problem and a gambling problem. Is his dad with us? No. Okay. We'll get to that. Um his dad started, I wanted more information about this. There were a bunch of companies listed, but one of the companies that failed was the Star Wars Wine Company. What? <laughs> yeah. It was like- I'd rather read a whole book about that <laughs> than fucking Papa John's. Well, and I'm, I'm like, I wouldn't want to read a whole book. I'm mostly just curious, like, was that officially licensed? No, no, of course right. not. Right. George Lucasfilm came in and shut that down after th- three weeks. Well, but the thing that's fascinating to me is like, oh, if you started the Star Wars wine company now, you would do gangbusters. <laughs> but that was just a head. That was like, oh, no, it's the 70s. Only children like Star Wars now. <laughs> <laughs> Later, you can do that, but right now, no adults are, who buy wine are also into Star Wars and want Star Wars branded wine. Um, was anybody in 1977? Is that when Star Wars came out? Yeah. Was anybody over the age of 35 into Star Wars? Yeah, but that was like hardcore nerds. Yeah, like I'm sure like, there were no 35. Tom. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying like back Not then. nostalgia driven. Right, but I'm saying like if you were into it when you were 35 back then, that was like, oh, you're like a basement dwelling comic book store employee or yeah. Dungeons and Dragons 
guy like uh i'm sure there were like some dads and moms that saw it and were like oh that was good but they weren't like i'm gonna base my life on this yeah no i just feel like you're really into the mcu yeah if the mcu started right now Uh uh-huh like iron man one came out in 2020 yeah you would yeah keep an eye on it you'd be like oh these movies are fun but like you wouldn't be like opening day. I'm gonna go see these things. Uh, nah, I probably would. Well, then you're the basement <laughs> dwelling guy. I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Sorry, but like I wouldn't base my. I mean, Star Wars fanatics are fanat yeah. like that. They're they're a different breed than everything else, and I think that that's what's colored things differently. Anyway, um, uh. So this, I thought, maybe informed Papa John's politics. He talks about how, um, I think it was the bar he had, his dad, that uh, he gave somebody 36% ownership in exchange for a $26,000 loan. And then a few weeks later, he asked that guy to borrow another $2,000 to go to the 1984 Democratic National Convention. Mm-hmm. And like... He talks about how he's just like that twenty thousand dollars was already gone, and I I don't know where it went, and he was already looking for another two thousand dollars. His dad kept trying to break into politics. Oh, his dad did that. Yeah, yeah. That his money. Dad oh, did okay, it. okay. Um, yeah, this guy, and he calls himself pop. This guy has <laughs> severe daddy issues. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he says literally that his dad showed him the type of man I didn't want to be and that he knew at 12 years old that he wanted to succeed where his dad hadn't. He fucking... I'm Papa now. Like, that's his whole fucking MO. So then, well, uh, along with the daddy issues, then he talks about... Like how good his mom was and how like strong how she was. Attractive she was. No, he doesn't talk some... about that. Mm. But he Read says no. It's worse. He says, "Mom made it clear that if I wasn't a success, I was no good in her eyes. Well, that that I was w- less than worthless." Jeez. Yeah. This is a tough mom. He is right, and it also it's like, oh, your mom was like what she wanted to like say to her husband and like the foot she wanted to put down there she didn't for whatever reason so she did it to her kids mm-hmm. of like like your did he have siblings yeah he had two brothers okay uh and this was like instilled in all of them where it's like yeah imagine like you're seeing your dad fail over and over again and then your mom's like Oh, if you don't succeed, if you fail, then you're no good to me. You're you're less literally less than worthless. She says she said to him, then you would be worthless in my eyes. No, you would be less than worthless. Mm. So I'm sure as a kid they're like, Oh, is that how she sees dad? He's less than worthless because he's not successful? Yes, of course. Yeah. And they're trying to fuck their mom. <laughs> Uh, it's it it's ancient. It goes back. So then he's he's talking about Papa and he's saying uh, how great he is. That Papa never carried cash with him, uh, and when he asked him, he was like, "Oh, I don't need to because my credit is good." 
Mm. That like everywhere he went, people knew he like was good for old timey credit where you yeah, didn't yeah. put down a credit card. And we're just like, like, nah, nah, nah. He'll, yeah, he'll... Papa's good for it. Yeah. Uh, and then he, and this is why Papa, so Papa John's house has, I think it's an 18 hole golf course. Maybe it's nine mm-hmm. hole. It's a golf course. It's a, it has more holes than the golf course at, at your house. If you're listening. Has. Um, but he said that like Papa took him to play golf at the country club and it was like the best day of his life because like his papa like owned the place basically like everybody mm-hmm. knew him everybody liked him they played golf and he just like it was transformative it's like oh jesus that's why you built a golf course at your house um he talks about how he started out washing dishes and how he hated it like at a at a restaurant uh or at a um uh pizza place it was his first job when he was 15 but now he likes washing dishes because it's a window into his past and helps him remember his humble beginnings. When's the last time you think Papa John washed a dish? Uh, he's probably talking about like pre-washing before he puts it yeah. in the dryer, in the, the washing machine because, you know, the maid's off or whatever. I don't think he even operates his dishwasher. <laughs> I would, I mean, he's rich enough that I would think he... I mean, I don't operate my dishwasher. <laughs> um he talks about at one point he did so at one point he worked at a wendy's well and he had some shit to say about wendy's he basically said it was disgusting did he say the chili was just the (laughs) The hamburgers shopped up no but he said uh uh i forget if somebody told him this or if he said this but uh the quote was if you flip burgers you'll kiss the floor of pizzeria if you flip burgers. <laughs> yeah, this stuck me for his, kept me stuck. I think what he's trying to say is like the grill is so disgusting uh, at a burger place that like the floor of a pizzeria is pristine compared mm, to it. Okay. Which I believe know, that the floor of a pizzeria probably isn't even all that clean. You probably wouldn't want to kiss it, but compared to a, a hamburger grill, sure. But also the grill is so hot. It's true. He talks about at this pizza place that uh, they added sugar to the fresh pack sauce and that and made it like sweet. So that's why, like you know, they add corn syrup or whatever to. Uh, well, maybe they do add sugar now because I know Papa John's made a big thing about like, oh, we only use we well, got now rid of shacks running things. Now we got rid. Of, no, it was even before then. It was like we got rid of artificial stuff or whatever. Yeah, they always said better ingredients, better pizza, but they never provided any evidence so he keeps talking about so at this pizza place he worked at first and their food is vile can we can we (laughs) just get this out there papa john's food makes you feel like you're dying when you're eating it yeah i mean it's a fast food version of pizza right and like pizza's already bad for you but it's delicious Mm -hmm. but now there's like but what if a fast food place made it um yeah, so he keeps talking about, I guess it was the first pizza place he was at, that they had fresh pack sauce. And he just keeps going on and on, like, and we use that fresh pack sauce from the same supplier, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, fresh packed. Like, everything's freshly packed. They don't, like, make pizza sauce, and then they're like, and next week we'll put it in yeah, the, well, in the cans. Uh, put it over there in the corner. <laughs> yeah, let it age for a week, yeah. then we'll put it in the cans. 
every pizza sauce is fresh packed. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and that's why, like, can- even like canned vegetables, a lot of people say those are better than frozen vegetables because, like, no, they pick them and put them in the can yeah. within like an hour. Mm-hmm. Anyway, no, they're saying they say canned and frozen are better than fresh. They do. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I don't think frozen because, like, you're no you're- frozen is good. Frozen is the best, they say. Well, they are wrong. <laughs> um, uh, Papa John. Uh, how, oh. much, how many more chapters do we have? Should we really? The chapters them? are weird. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speed up a little bit. <laughs> um, Papa John. So the name Papa John, he asked a marketing major at his college, come up with like a pizza thing for me. And he said the, the next day, he hand him a card that just said Papa John. And he said he had. So did he first ask, do you hate your dad? <laughs> He said he had offered the guy. Do you want guy, to assert dominance over your father? He said he offered the guy, if you come up with something for me, when I open a pizza place, you get a free pizza every week. The guy, he lost track of the guy. The guy never claimed his free pizza. Yeah. And in the book, he offers him two pizzas to get in touch. Just <laughs> two pizzas one time or two pizzas a week for that? Two pe- he offers the $16,000 that those pizzas would be worth. And then he says, I'll tell you what, I'll give you $32,000. Wait, $16,000? No, that's not true. A Papa John's pizza is fucking $8. With inflation, you know. I mean, it, this is also like a long time ago. It was no, like no, 30 but years saying, ago. Okay, but he's saying, look. A Papa John's pizza is it's it's like four hundred dollars. A Papa John's pizza is four hundred dollars. No, one a week for a year, it's like four hundred dollars. No, they're like ten dollars, five hundred, five hundred twenty dollars at least. Okay. But you can get a two pizza deal, a two small pizza He's not- at Papa John's. For $16. He's not like you, Tim. He's not trying to nickel and dime this guy. He's saying you get a large pizza, no special He's required. Bullshitting. Um, he So there's a few weird things in this book where like he doesn't go into detail. And one of them is that he left college. He said, I left college one shy, one class shy of graduating. Yeah. It's like, well, you, you didn't leave. You dropped out. And why? Like, there's no explanation of, like, I th- I had to do it for this reason or that. So it's weird. Uh, at this point, his dad owned a place called Mix Lounge. It was technically called Mix Lounge 2 because before it was called, like, something else Lounge 2. And for some reason, they kept the 2. Cool. <laughs> even though there was no Mix Lounge 1. Mick was another owner in this place who was, like, never around, apparently. Uh, so his dad was the other owner. This place, oh, you would hate this place. It was a strip mall bar. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. So, I mean, I guess we went to a strip mall bar. Where? Johnny McGorry's. Kind essential. of, yeah. It was attached to yeah. other stores. Yeah. It was, a, it was a little less depressing. Like, it was at least at the end. <laughs> yeah, that was about it. Yeah. Um, but, uh... He goes to help his dad out at at the place, and his dad's like, "I'll I'll pay you a hundred bucks a week or whatever." He's like, "Every check bounced. This place had no money." But he started turning things around with a one dollar lunch special. You would get a Mick burger, 
a what? I beg your pardon? <laughs> and a uh, a beer for a dollar. A McDonald's burger? No, uh, M-I-C-K. <laughs> well, I beg your pardon? <laughs> Look, Mick can be a Mick Jagger. A Mick You're Jagger the, burger. You were the one who with the, the dual soda. Yeah. Look, I wasn't happy about it, Tim, but the guy's name is Mick. Okay. So they had a Mick burger. Um and a beer, and like that turned things around. Like they started doing well or whatever. Uh, but then, why they must have lost so much money? A hamburger well, and a beer. So that's the thing. Like he thought he was doing great, and then somebody came along. I forget who it was. He's like we're selling a million of these things. It was like at only a five dollar loss. Well, some supplier I think was like, "Oh wow, you're like buying a lot. Like, what are you doing?" And he told me he's like, "Have you run the numbers on that?" And apparently, it was costing him a dollar twenty five, which is still pretty cheap yeah. for everyone. But it was like, "Oh, you're losing a quarter yeah. every time," and that was like the first like business lesson he learned, which was you have to charge more than it costs you. My God. <laughs> This is how he learns these lessons? He learns all these lessons hard, but I'll tell you what, he turns this place around quick. Um, and then he talks about how uh, he like changed all, he actually did a really good thing because like the prices were all weird. You know, this is the 70s. The prices were like 35 cents for like a beer, 85 cents for a hamburger, uh, all these different things. And he's like... This, and like you know, a quarter to play pool. He's like, no, make everything quarters. St- let's stop dealing with dimes. And then he got to bring the quarters to the bank every day, and he would carry them by uh, a cute bank teller, mm-hmm. trying to get her attention. And she in, looked like his mom. In, <laughs> in fairness to him, he was like, I was you know, uh, twenty two and had no idea like how to. I thought this was like, oh, I'm carrying quarters by you every day um and this is where he came up with uh the idea of papa well he had already had the name papa john's but that was all in a box now he put that away okay people are our priority always p-a-p-a papa that's ridiculous (laughs) he wanted to name himself papa because he wanted to fuck his mom um so he's like running the 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 place now, kind of. Uh, the beer distributor comes to him and they're like, "Hey, your dad owes us sixteen thousand dollars for beer." Uh, he pays. He sells his uh, Camaro. I think oh, it's a Camaro. I've heard about this? Camaro. Yeah, that he later tracked yeah. down. Like his pride and joy that he he bought working at the pizza place. Um, sold for two thousand dollars. Gave the guy two thousand dollars. Uh, and the guy was like, okay, you owe me $16,000. This is only $2,000. Uh, and also like you make me nervous. Like when he sat down with him and he was like, I'm cutting you off. We're, we're not going to give you beer anymore. And he keeps talking about, it. he's like, this, this was like a Anheuser-Busch. They gave us Budweiser, the king of beers. We couldn't not have the king of beers. Um, he's right. So he started crying and then appeal to the guy's wife, and the guy's wife was like, "Oh, come on, just sell him beer." Uh, and he did. And Why? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, then he got a fifteen thousand dollar loan from Papa. Uh, but then Papa got sick, and he got so sick he said nobody wanted to be around him except John. Uh, but he paid him back the fifteen thousand dollars, and then he died. Um, 
So then there's then he got that money. He inherited that money. No, I he didn't. Well, he didn't mention it. If he did, um, so then there's there's the last chapter I read, but it was a long one. Uh, Go left is the name of the chapter, and it's that their slogan. Seem like anything that Papa John. The first would do. sentence, he's like, "This is not a political thing." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good for him for 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 clearing it up. And he just talks about how it's the idea of choosing the more difficult path. That if you can go right or go left, go left. He explains where it comes from later. It, it actually comes together pretty nicely at the end. Uh, but he says that he uh, tries to inspire the employees to be entrepreneurs. So entrepreneurs within Papa John's. Mm. Don't leave. Take our shitty. Well, and pay. also probably like don't don't and innovate our company. Well, but, but I'm not. But like, pay don't you. change anything. Don't cut, okay. don't use any of your ideas. But like, if you have an idea of like maybe like work off the clock. <laughs> well, you hear this shit like franchisees came up with uh, the Big Mac, yeah, and the Egg McMuffin, and the and the Whopper, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's like those are entrepreneurs, I yeah, guess, by yeah. that definition, right? Um. So actually, this is this is when I started changing my opinion of him a bit because he talks about how he's uh, like this book is radicalizing <laughs> you, Tom. Because he talks about working at the bar and he's like working like a dog there. He's like sleeping at the bar, like he, he wants it. He, he did that for a year, and he wants to make you think that, that was his whole fucking life. No, he's pretty clear about like it was a short period okay. of time, but it was an it's intense just like period. Insanely rich people are just like, oh, I slummed it, and then you find out it's like eight months back in 1978 no, that they had the, a rough time, and it was like, and then after that there were millionaires, and then a billionaire for the rest of their. No, lives. the one thing that I'm, I think I'm gonna walk away from this with is that like this guy's a workaholic. Mm. That like he, he's also an alcoholic. <laughs> That he, he, like, he doesn't have any interests outside of, like, running his business. Like, eating multiple pizzas. <laughs> um, so, like, I think he was, and, like, according to, again, all the, it was like, oh, it didn't sound like he had anything else going on. That this was, like, his, because later on he's, like, I, like, tried to get this other guy to do some work because I was like, oh, I'm, like, 22. I should be, like, going on dates and talking to girls. And he's like, ah, I couldn't. Eh, they weren't doing things right. So I that only lasted a week, and then I came back. None of them were pretty like my mom. No, no, not that he couldn't find dates. It was like he couldn't, like, take his mind off of All right, work. Yeah. Um, this is, those are people that I don't. <laughs> generally trust oh no i mean he definitely sounds like a maniac but he's talking about uh how he's like working at the bar and he's like i started noticing that like guys would get drunk at our bar at night and then show up at my dad's lawyer office uh to get a divorce the next day and he was just like i don't want to be a part of this i don't like working at a bar uh so then he came up with the idea of selling pizzas out of the the closet the broom closet, and he left a note to Bob. I think Bob was, uh, I should have wrote it down. The I, embodiment of evil? No, I That's think- That's what it is in Twin Peaks. <laughs> I think he might have been the other owner, but not Mick, or maybe just like the, the head bartender or something. But he left a note that said, Bob, I got a, I got a big-a-da, damn-a-da, idea-da. 
And he was like, the idea here was that I was speaking in an Italian accent. I hope he got the joke. <laughs> um, this is making me like Papa John. Yeah. So he had this idea and he started, you know, building out of the broom closet, uh, making pizzas there. This guy was a real fucking stinker. You know, it, like he couldn't get enough business because, you know, it was a pizza place in a mm. broom closet of a depressing bar. Um, he started going to the local dominoes between 1 and 3 a.m. and diving through their dumpsters and getting their receipts and then sending letters that were signed by him to all their customers that were on the receipts saying, I'll give you 50% off your first pizza. No, that didn't happen. I It did. Because then he talks about how he's like, I don't know how they found out, but years later, they started uh, dousing all their receipts in water before they threw them in the dumpster. Our names are on our receipts? For delivery, yeah. Domino's uh, was delivering. It would uh, have the name and address. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And, they, and like, they were... From the beginning, being a delivery, you know, they Big served data, in the bar. Man. Big data, it's fuck. Imagine what companies are doing now. Yeah. That was in the late 70s. Uh, but he talks about how all the businesses in his town in Indiana were all Boy Scouts, and he was the gunslinger, so people cool. didn't like him. Uh, the place next door was a KFC. But that had moved out to go to like a better location. He was like, oh, I can build my Papa John's there, like an actual place. And he talks a lot about how I've never heard this, but I guess it makes sense. He's like, this place had tile floors already. Now, you got to understand tile floors are a luxury because tile floors don't wear out. Mm. And I'm thinking like. Like, you don't have to replace wood floors constantly, but he's talking about vinyl floors. Yeah. And vinyl floors do wear out. You have to replace them. Yeah. Uh, And while he was doing that, he's like, well, I might as well remodel the bar, too. And uh, he, like, updated it, made it nicer. But he's like, I also got rid of this island in the middle. It was like, you know, a horseshoe-shaped bar. He's like, I got rid of the island. That's where the condiments were. Huh? Huh? At the KFC? No, no. At the bar. Oh, okay. Because they did both. And he's like, uh, we got rid of the island, and now we only needed one bartender instead of two. It's like, oh, it sounds like he probably just had one bartender that was, like, very overworked. overworked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, eh, bartenders aren't real people. So the bartenders would have to... So this is part of what he's talking about, like, how much bars suck. The bartenders would have to take... If there was only one bartender working, they would have to take the till out of the cash register to the bathroom with them. <laughs> Because otherwise, like somebody stole the till once while the bartender was in the bathroom. <sighs> he also talks about how one time somebody uh, uh, climbed up in the, like pushed the tiles out in the bathroom and climbed up in there and hidden there until the bar closed <laughs> and then came downstairs and stole the till and like everything they get, like a thousand dollars worth of like beer and food. And he was like, I went in there. He's like, if you go in that place today, the the bathroom is like a jail cell. <laughs> like I I hammered in all these uh, like uh, two by fours or whatever to make make it so you can't get in anywhere. Uh, and he talks about how great this is. Uh, and then uh, that chapter ends with little did I know that my dad was getting ready to die. Jesus. And there's just a little bit more. 
Uh, I thought that was the end of the chapter. I was like, wow, that's a heavy end. But there was a little more. Uh, his dad on like a Monday was like, I don't feel so well. And then uh, by that Friday was like doing so bad in the hospital that his dad's twin brother came in and said, when are you going to pull the plug on that son of a bitch? Jesus. What? Like, I mean, and again, this is why I'm like, God, this guy's family sucked. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and he was like, what you No, Like it's our dad. So like he, he started feeling sick on a Monday. And again, it's like one of those weird things. He doesn't say like what yeah. it was. Uh, he started, I, he's an unreliable narrator. Can we, <laughs> yeah. can we establish this? Yes. About, oh, of course. About Papa John, he's not going to be a reliable narrator. Uh, felt sick on a Monday, uh, on a Friday, his twin brother was like, ah, enough is enough. Pull the plug. They didn't want to do that. Uh, he died on the Saturday and they had the funeral on like that Monday. Uh, and he said that was the day he realized, quote, you can't expect your most important relationships to last forever. One person always winds up burying the other. Some heavy shit from Papa. That's true. And also he hated his dad. No, like he had a weird relationship with his dad. He definitely had an Oedipal complex, but like he didn't hate him. Because, like, he does credit him for, like, he gave me my entrepreneurial spirit, but unfortunately he was, like, a bad, like, head of house. Um, But anyway, he says, like, the funeral happens and everything, and then he goes back to the bar the next day, and they're still building the Papa John's, and he's like, no. Like, my dad, like, I have to finish what he never could. I have to, like... Keep Fuck the, my mom. <laughs> keep the entrepreneurial spirit alive and and build this goddamn restaurant and turn this thing into the, the best pizza anybody's ever seen. And he said he was... I failed. He, he failed was, his dad. He was standing at the entrance. He was like, it was 10 a.m. And like there was already a bunch of people at the bar drunk. And he's like, I considered sitting at the bar next to them and getting drunk. But then I thought, no. I'm not going to go to the right to the bar. I'm going to go left to Papa John's. And I'm going to, you know, keep putting up like a, a, what was he putting up? Like paneling or something. Trim. I think he was putting up trim along the uh, the floor. And uh, that that's where that term comes from. That was the harder Papa thing to John's do. Papa John's all about trim. That's a harder thing to do. He could have gone to the bar and drank himself silly, but he was like, nope, head down. Into the trim. And yeah, I'm going to get this trim done, and I'm going to open up this goddamn Papa John's. He started, they started, so he did, like, pay uh, off. way too impressed with Papa John. He paid like off this. all these debts. Very, he turned this place around, the the bar, mixed lounge, too. Res- not even a begrudging, but an actual respect for him, and I, I don't like this. <laughs> no, I, he's a maniac, yeah. but, but, like, there's something about you got to admire. Yeah, sure. He built a thing. Anyway, uh, stay tuned next week for more about Papa. Yeah, we the went story way too of Papa long John. To this. Too much to say. I know. So right. much to say. So, so much to say. So much to say. So much to say. Thanks for being a patron. <laughs> <laughs>